Oracle goes on the acquisition front. Goldman Sachs cuts their GDP forecast. We go over the biggest analyst calls. U.S. home sales set to decline in 2022. And some records are being set at the box office. This is the Running With The Money briefing. Let's get into it. up and welcome to another episode of the running with the money briefing powered by pounding the table either way we are back and the markets are well falling you currently see all three major indexes moving to the downside with the dow jones down 644 points nasdaq down 282 and the s p 500 down 80 definitely not a beautiful market when you go sector by sector the worst performing sectors of the day or the worst performing five sectors of the day you have consumer statisticals the worst sector down nearly three percent currently down 2.89 percent financials industrials based materials and energy lagging right behind it meanwhile the best performing sector of the day is consumer defensive down 0.82 percent meaning that every single sector amongst the market is moving into the red or is in the red it's also been very choppy throughout midday we have triple q and spy testing their 100 day simple moving averages so maybe that's something to pay attention to if you're a big time technical person but shifting into the biggest headlines of the day we have to talk about oracle acquiring cerner so Oracle will be buying electronic medical records company Cerner in an all-cash deal, well, valued at 95 bucks per share or $28.3 billion in equity value. You take a look, and this deal is expected to close within calendar year of 2022, so that is something to note. Now, according to Oracle, this is going to boost their presence in healthcare, and hopefully it's going to bring them into the uh, healthcare technology world. Um, many believe that the healthcare world is very much lagging when it comes to technological advancement, and it seems that Oracle really wants to push into this space and possibly become a leader in the advancement of healthcare and technology together. A very interesting acquisition coming out of Oracle, and it is one of the largest acquisitions that Oracle has actually ever been uh noted to carry out so some big time stuff there now shifting into what we're seeing and how this is going to affect earnings according to oracle this will significantly impact non-gap earnings in a positive way for the first full fiscal year um after this deal closes so after this deal closes in calendar year of 2022 there is going to be a significant net positive effect onto non-gap earnings and you know they also went on to say on quote that the cerner acquisition will be a quote huge additional revenue growth engine for the years to come so definitely something to note there a big big time acquisition by oracle acquiring cerner for 95 dollars per share otherwise known as 28.3 billion dollars in equity value now shifting into this call out of Goldman Sachs. It really comes down to this uh, Triple B plan or the Build Back Better plan of President Joe Biden's that has pretty much been shut down by Mr. Manchin. So you take a look at what Goldman Sachs thinks about the economy without the Build Back Better plan that Biden has been pushing. And really, in a note to clients, Jan Hitades uh, went on to say this is no bueno and the failure of the bill will slow economic growth in 2022. She goes on to say in a note, Build Back Better enactment had already looked like a close call. And in light of Manchin's comments, we are adjusting our forecast to remove the assumption that Build Back Better will become law. 
While Build Back Better in its current form looks unlikely, there is still a good chance that Congress enacts a much smaller set of fiscal proposals dealing with manufacturing incentives and supply chain issues. So, what? where did they lower uh, GDP expectations down to? Well, Goldman Sachs now expects 2% growth in the first quarter of 2022, with 3% in the quarter after that, and 2.75% in the following quarter after that. So really, in order, quarter by quarter, 2%, 3%, 2.75%, and previously, that was 3%, 3.5%, and 3%. So they were lowering, actually, uh, somewhat significantly here, Growth expectations for the first quarter, a full percentage point to the downside when it comes to first quarter expectations, a half percentage point when it comes to second quarter expectations, and another uh, 0.25% to the downside when it comes to those third quarter expectations. So that is something to note. You take a look at what the rest of the note said. They go on to say, quote, with headline CPI reaching as high as 7% in the next few months in our forecast before it begins to fall, the inflation concern is that Senator Manchin and others have already expressed are likely to persist, making passage more difficult. So in essence, what they're saying here is in all likelihood, Build Back Better is 100% not going to happen, and therefore they expect economic growth to actually slow. Some people don't believe that the Build Back Better plan was really going to do anything. They actually thought it would do the opposite effect um, and cause some more major issues when it comes to inflation, etc. But who really knows? We're not here to argue politics. Goldman Sachs lowering GDP forecast on the fact that the Build Back Better plan, well, it's probably not going to pass. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we got to get into this first call out of Morgan Stanley reiterating NEO as overweight, going on to say, quote, NEO hosted its 2021 NEO Day on December 18th, introducing the ET7, which is to start deliveries on March 28th in its mid-size sedan, ET5, which is to hit the market next September number of NEO's battery swap stations would almost double in 2022. So in essence, uh, basically what you're seeing here is Morgan Stanley reiterating NEO as overweight, citing their new releases and their new vehicle models. Some big time stuff coming out of Morgan Stanley on NEO. We also had Morgan Stanley reiterating Amazon as overweight today. They go on to say, quote, we think Amazon and traditional game publishers, Take-Two Interactive, EA, and Activision, are the next opportunities. And that was pretty much the note, but Morgan Stanley liking Amazon, Take-Two, EA, and Activision. So, an interesting call out of Morgan Stanley as well. Two interesting calls, actually. And then we had Gunningham initiating coverage of Tesla as neutral. Now, what did they have to say about the also-loved Tesla? They go on to say, quote, our balanced view is based on, one, a favorable near-term setup with demand outpacing supply. We see visibility to volume upside in 2022 and 2023 as new factories in Austin and Berlin ramp. Two, competitive advantage over all OEMs today, including a high degree of vertical integration, a software-defined vehicle approach, and a dedicated charging network, as well as a greater capacity or battery capacity. So some interesting stuff here out of Gunningham, initiating coverage of Tesla 
as neutral. A lot of great stuff in that note. Shifting into a call out of Goldman Sachs, they are reiterating Amazon as a buy today, going on to say, quote, our top pick for 2022 remains Amazon as we see them positively exposed to an array of our 10 industry themes, including e-commerce, advertising, cloud computing, media consumption, and consumer subscription adoption, and see forward financial performance as a potential positive catalyst, again trailing 12-month stock underperformance. So in essence, what we have here is Goldman Sachs citing all of the verticals that uh, Amazon is going to see significant growth in, saying they could beat to the upside on earnings and that the stock has underperformed in the past 12 months. Therefore, they are reiterating it as a buy. Seems like a pretty good thesis. And then we have Rosenblatt today naming Marvell, Advanced Micro Devices, otherwise known as AMD, and Micron as top picks for 2022. Going on to say, quote, we believe a structural shift and a doubling in semiconductor growth going forward has important implications for investors in terms of valuation and a return to baseline to high single digits and not 4% from current levels elevated growth rates. So Rosenblatt liking the semiconductors, specifically Marvell, AMD, and Micron for 2022, citing higher semiconductor growth next year. We also had Bank of America reiterating Disney as a buy today, going on to say, quote, following the disappointing fourth quarter results, we believe Disney has become a show-me story as investors await signs of Disney Plus net ads to re-accelerate in theme parks to show operating leverage as attendance improves. Bank of America reiterating Disney as a buy, pretty much saying, look, investors need to see proof in the pudding. They need to see some growth here coming out of Disney specifically when it comes to the streaming world. And then we have Evercore ISI reiterating Nike has outperformed, going on to say, quote, the good news is that demand is not Nike's issue, at least until this Omicron spread. And all signs point to the continuation of the strong sneaker and casualization trend well into 2022. Evercore ISI liking the demand effects when it comes to Nike and also liking the fact that this world, whether it's business or just staying at home, continues to get more and more casual. Imagine wearing Nikes with your suit. A lot of people starting to do it and therefore Evercore ISI liking this casual trend going into 2022 and throughout. Now shifting into U.S. home sales and what Fannie Mae is saying when it comes to Outlook. So today we did get some estimates out of Fannie Mae and they went on to pretty much say that in the United States, home sales are expected to actually end the year 2021 up 7.1%. But over the next two years, they are expecting a deceleration in that home sales growth, citing limited supply, higher mortgage rates, and also higher prices. Hmm, this seems to be what everyone has been talking about over the past few months when it comes to housing. So Fannie Mae's forecasts are now showing home sales declining 1.4% next year due to limited listings and all those other factors that we cited, like higher mortgage rates and prices and limited supply. And then they also also go on to say um, that they will fall 3.8% in 2023. So some interesting stuff when it comes to U.S. home sales. So in essence, you are going to see um, a solid jump this year in 2021, 7.1%, but that is just below the growth we saw in 2020 at 7.3%. So something to note there, we did get actual commentary in a note. They go on to say, quote, the expectation that mortgage rates will continue to drift upward, averaging 3.2% in 2022, coupled with additional home price appreciation 
are likely to make affordability a growing constraint on home sales in the new year, Benny May said in a statement per Reuters. Definitely something to note there. U.S. home sales, I figured I'd throw it in, given that it's not a gigantic news day other than all of this pandemic fear that really everyone is tired of. Now, shifting into and to round out the show, I just want to hint real quick on these box office records being set by the new Spider-Man. It's definitely something to know. So, Sony was actually anticipating here the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, edition Spider-Man No Way Home would do $253 million in its first weekend in theaters. Well, it did $260 million topping expectations and becoming the second highest domestic opening of all time. Can you believe that? A lot of stocks um, had a slight positive reaction to this, and that, of course, includes AMC, the sporting. Uh, CNBC actually had AMC's CEO on, and they were interviewing him, and he was very upbeat. And he actually was noting that, look, this just goes to show people aren't done with theaters. They are back. Theaters are here, and theaters are here to stay. Now, whether that is the case or not, this is certainly an argument to take in the note that clearly the performance of this new Spider-Man edition and these record numbers we were seeing at the box office um, is is clearly some sort of indicator that people still have an appetite to go out into theaters and to actually appreciate a movie within the theater um, and therefore generating ticket sales for theater chains such as AMC. So that is something to note. And I wanted to leave that there for uh, maybe someone or some anyone to look into. Um, it's definitely an industry that many people thought was dying. And these numbers, well, the, it, does it prove that it isn't dying? Who knows? That's for you to figure out. I'm just giving you the numbers in the news. But either way, that is another episode of The Running with the Money Briefing. We'll be back per usual tomorrow to go over the biggest headlines. In the meantime, I want you to hold tight no matter what this market does. Remember, in the long term, if you zoom out, the market is consistently moving to the upside. And sometimes you just have to be patient and there's no reason to rush to put risk to work when the market is not in your favor. That's my lesson for the day. Go get my boys over at Pound on the Table, my fellow team members at Pound on the Table, a listen on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. And please go give my team a follow here at Running With The Money on Facebook and Instagram or follow me or at me at Luke Donay on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening and I will see you tomorrow. <laughs> 